Football with trees that count. Donate a native tree and help us score the greatest goal. Well, we're talking the FIFA Women's World Cup now where we have the big one tonight. Australia versus England at a sold-out stadium, Australia. Joining us uh, out of Code Sport in Australia, Adam Peacock. Morning, Adam. How are you? Oh, great, mate. More importantly, how are you guys? Uh, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, look, this is this is completely foreign territory for Australia, as it would be New Zealand if if the Kiwis were in the situation of an event of magnitude of football um, played the world over, and we're in the last four of a World Cup, men's or women's, it's it is a surreal feeling. So, what's it this morning over here is is no. It talks to the feeling in the, in the nation as well, not just in, in Sydney where you're playing it, but right across the nation. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about it um, because I'm yeah involved in it with the broadcast. So um, people that I know well just kind of stop and want to have a chat about it. And, you know, down the coffee shop, all they want to talk about is is how the Matildas are going to go and some of the characters involved. It's, it's just great. It's um, being a lifelong football fan and involved in the sport as well it's 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 beautiful to see so um yeah it's, it's not going to last forever like uh, the, the event will end and then attention will quickly uh, switch focus to footy finals but um yeah it's just a it's just a fun moment in time for us football fans we look back at the the early stages of the tournament the hiccup against nigeria in their second match the matildas though got it right being one of the form teams in the tournament really haven't they yeah, yeah, since then, having conceded a goal in the three matches since, Canada, Denmark and, and France, rode their luck a little bit. It wasn't as if they'd come up with dominant performances. Oh, the, the one against Canada was pretty dominant. Uh, the, the one against Denmark was a, well above average and the one against France was always going to be tricky because they're full of high-class high players. So, so to get through those three, fantastic. So I, I label it as five hurdles they had to now hop over after putting themselves in the position after Nigeria, and they're over three. It's just two more to go, but they're <laughs> as big as the three previous. That penalty shootout on Saturday night, even us Kiwis were rooting for the Aussies. How good is it for the female game over there? I mean, it was the most watched TV event in over a decade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> extraordinary numbers. And I, I think with penalty shootouts now with social media, word gets around and people then jump on um, if you're not already watching it. And I think that I think it's unders. They, they said that there was a, a reach of 8 million, so 8 million people at some point watched the game. I kind of scratch my head as if to say, well, that's a third of the country. What were the other two-thirds doing? I dare say a lot of them would be would have been watching. So whatever the case, it, it's so many people were watching and they'll be doing the same thing tonight. What do we know about Sam Kerr's uh, fitness? Is she fit to play? Yeah, fit to play, but... Oh, Big question whether she starts or not. Um, I would start her. I, I think she's ready, judging on what she came up. She played 70 minutes the other night. So, look, the, the risk of re-injury is high. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just think she needs to start the game. She's ready now. She's had two matches back. And ordinarily, off any injury, two matches back off an injury generally means you're ready to start the next one in football. So, yeah, throw her in there. Do you think this will change the sport uh, in Australia? I think so, yeah. The, the, the big struggle the sport's had over here is is the lack of connection with itself. Um, so hopefully that this doesn't divide and, and the people involved with running, you know, the national teams get on the same page as the, the, the people running the clubs. 
um, and then all the way down to grassroots level. So that, that needs to be key. And then government level, government funding, well, that's an easy one now. Like if every politician known to man has come out and started supporting the, the, uh, the Matildas and wearing scarves and everything like that. So they can't just turn their blind eyes now or turn a blind eye to any funding requests, I think, that football has, given that they now know fully what the sport means to the country. So, yeah, it, it will change it. Not, not like in a material way straight away that it's going to all of a sudden the, the roads are going to be paved with gold. But I think long term it will have an effect. Do we read much into it? Because back in April, the Matildas actually beat England, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, 2-0 yeah. at Brentford. Pretty much full-strength England. Actually, they're missing a couple of players that were available that night um, now. So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I just think with, with Mary Fowler, the way that she's improved so much, she's now um, very much first choice and very much an X-Factor player and so confident in herself that... We're a better side than that night in in, uh, in London. So England would argue that they are too, and that's fair enough. So it, it sets it up for a, a fantastic uh, contest. Yeah, England are the reigning European champions. What do they do well, maybe, that they can they can get the run on the uh, the Matildas? Uh, they move the ball really well. Um, they're, they're a really fluid team, especially in midfield. they got one player, Kira Walsh, who's generally world-class, like she is outstanding. In her position, she's probably the best in the world in her position. So, yeah, they'll have to limit her influence. Uh, they're hard to break down. They've got three um, really good centre-backs, captained by Millie Bright in the centre. She's she's outstanding. And, yeah, the key player missing, though, is Lauren James. She's suspended after getting sent off yeah. against Nigeria. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's one in the Matildas' favour, but their midfield area is their strength. All righty, Adam, put your money and not your heart on it. Who's going to win tonight? I can't. I can't <laughs> let, let the head overrule the heart on this one. It's uh, Matilda's 2-1, I'd say. Sam Kerr, 88th minute winner. Oh, there you go. Hope we don't get down to another shootout, although that could be exciting. Hey, mate, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck to the Matildas. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.